Welcome, this is Neil Grant, author of the book, Words of Wisdom from a Christian Mentor, Practical, Real-Life, and Holistic Advice for the Graduate Transitioning into Adulthood. The paperback is for sale on my website, newgradadvice.com. Also, both the ebook and paperback book are for sale on Amazon and other bookstores. My last podcast discussed honesty, integrity, and purity, three critical aspects of your personality and walk with the Lord. Today's podcast will jump into a topic of accountability, what it is, how can you become accountable for your thoughts, words, and deeds. We all probably have a close friend who we know has gone astray and is living a life of sin. Should we bring it to his or her attention as the Bible instructs, or should we just mind our own business and let that person lead the life he or she has chosen? This is a major dilemma. And we can find plenty of excuses not to keep that person accountable for their actions, such as, well, we don't know him or her well enough, or it's not our business, or if I say something, it'll ruin our friendship. I have issues myself, so am I being holier than thou by discussing their issues? According to 2 Samuel, David's sin, repented, was forgiven, but was still held accountable for his actions. Who else but God through Nathan could hold King David accountable for his actions? Who can hold us accountable? The Bible tells us to hold other believers accountable for their sins. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him, Luke 17:3. But the Bible also says in Matthew 7, 1, Judge not, lest ye be judged yourself. And in John 8, 7, those without sin throw the first stone. So are we judging or holding someone accountable? Let's talk about understanding judging, judgment, and holding someone accountable. Judging. Judging is defined as one who makes estimates as to the worth or quality. Our judging of others almost never focuses on transformation but retribution, nor is it about forgiveness, but a pronouncement of guilt. Judgment. The very concept of judgment and justice infers that there is a right and a wrong, a standard which our behaviors need to be measured. Judgment has to do with being held to a standard which we can't ever attain. We must be careful about exacting judgment toward others and very careful about assuming that our judgment equates with God's justice. We should never assume that others are more guilty than we are of violating the standards of a holy God. Accountability. Accountability means answerable for your actions or lack of actions and is not about confrontation. We may need to be confronted and to confront another, But accountability is more about challenging one another to grow in Christ, so there is no need to rebuke people. Accountability is often associated with an area to be helped with some kind of problem or addiction. However, the emphasis should be our spiritual growth, which is infusing our thinking and behaviors and helps in overcoming addictions. It's not about overcoming addictions, it's becoming It's about being overcome with Christ as Lord of our lives. The word accountability does not appear in the Bible, but it is a term used by many churches to encapsulate 
a whole list of ideals God has for relationships in the church. What's the difference between judging and accountability? The major difference between these two relates to your motive. The motive is not to punish someone. The motive is actually to restore them to God's will for their life. Sometimes people throw you, you shouldn't judge me, comment in our face, because they don't want to be accountable to anyone but themselves. But whether anyone of us desires it or not, we are not masters of our soul. God is. We cannot escape accountability. We are all sinful in need of a Savior. Judging is condemning a person for their sin and piously looking down on them for their lowly position. Whereas with accountability, you see your brother or sister sinning. You point out their sin in love and help guide them toward the right path because you know the path they are going on is harmful. Why should we ever feel the need to alter what someone else is doing? We generally say that it's none of our business, but God commands us to hold others accountable. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. 2 Timothy 4.2 What are some objections to being held accountable? Accountability may seem to go against our self-sufficient, individualistic mindsets and fear of conviction. Most cultures and individuals like to be my own person and do my own thing. Most people do not like being told what to do or how to do it, but we need godly people in our lives to do just that with love and care. Thus, we have to learn to overcome our barriers of conviction so we can grow more in Christ and with one another. Many Christians see accountability as pointless because conviction is the role of the Holy Spirit. While they are correct about the conviction part, they're wrong to say that it's pointless but does not matter. Why? Galatians tells us to carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Why is this important? Can't I just live my Christian life as I please? After all, I have liberty and a free will in Christ. Our liberation is not to protect us from conviction. It is to enjoy our Lord so we can pursue his principles as we realize our indebtedness to him. Yeah, but what about free will? Yes, we do have free will to choose to do as we desire, but we also have a responsibility and duty to live in faith and prayer. Three areas that require free will. The Holy Spirit will lift our sin and our own will out of our way. However, we still need to remain accountable for our actions. The key to effective accountability is to allow our pride to yield to the necessity of being accountable to one another. Our justification in Christ is no escape from bad things happening because the world is still full of sin. It is a starting point to build and develop character, patience, and dependence on God's grace, as Abraham did by faith. We are accountable for our choices. God approves when we are walking with him. God does not approve when we are walking by ourselves, comfortable in our own petty presumptions and ignoring his love and truth. Interestingly, the world today is not generally using the word sin when counseling people and trying to make them accountable. These are diseases, or the person is a victim of the effects of drugs, alcohol, or it might even be genetics passed down through the family. 
and therefore the person may not feel the need to be counseled or made accountable. After all, it may not really feel like it's his or her fault. This is when they need to be brought back to biblical standards and not the world's standards. Being accountable through close personal relationships. Accountability allows us to be answerable to one another with the focus on improving our key relationships with people, such as our spouse, close friends, or a pastor. Accountability will also enhance our integrity, maturity, character, and relationships in general, and our growth in Christ. Accountability is sharing in confidence our heartfelt Christian journey in an atmosphere of trust so we can give an answer for what we do, see where we need help, and understand our struggles and weaknesses, and be encouraged to stay on track, seek prayer and support when we fail. Peter tells us we are to be holy because God is holy, 1 Peter 1.16. And the way we respond to this call is by being accountable in our personal lives as believers and as a church. This verse doesn't mean that we are to be sinless as Christ was, as that's impossible but to be set apart like Christ. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has the power as it is working. James 5.16 This text is the classic creed of accountability groups. Thus, we can surmise that accountability is not just for those who are weak or needy. It's for the strong who want to be stronger and the unconnected who want to be connected one another's. The New Testament uses the phrase one another dozens of times. Attached to this phrase are vivid descriptions of what our friendships are supposed to look like in the body of Christ. Accountability is a term the church often uses to summarize several of these one another's. The first two one another building blocks in accountability are one, confession, and two, prayer. James urges us to regularly confess our faults to one another and then pray to one another. Each tells us regularly check in with our one another and enjoy a rich face-to-face relationship of mutual confession, confession and prayer. These are the building blocks in all accountability relationships. Accountability is about giving an account of our sin to one another and then walking together in God's grace. Our relationships are crucial to the perseverance and growth, giving us two more building blocks to accountability. One, stir up and encourage one another. Two, meet together. It refers to both being there for someone and having the right words to say. It means not just confessing surface level stuff, but helping one another to see underlying motivation. It means hearing one another's stories and spending time with one another. It means helping one another tap into godly motives for Christian living. Years ago, I had a Christian friend, Bobby, who I met with every Wednesday morning for coffee for seven years. Nowadays, I meet with another Christian friend, John, every week for coffee. Here, in both cases, we work to hold each other accountable and pray for one another. Doing this is a real blessing. So what's the takeaway message? While it's easy not to do, it is important that you do stay accountable to one another Christian. Think of a close friend you have who is a believer and recommend that you meet for coffee or a free period of school or after work just to talk. 
As the conversations become deeper, you will start to feel more comfortable sharing your issues and needs and ask him or her for their prayers. Start slowly, but work to make this meeting a regular habit so that true accountability can then transpire. I hope this has been helpful for all of you in becoming desirous to become accountable with someone special in your life. We all should have an inherent desire to become more Christ-like, and becoming accountable is the first step for going that route. My next podcast is on forgiveness and reconciliation, and I think you will find it quite interesting, with information you've probably never heard before or thought about. So please join me for this interesting podcast. Well, that's all for now. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Please visit my website, New Grad Advice, for more information about the book, the podcast, and services that you might be interested in from this mentor. Well, thanks a lot, and bye for now.